At Grand Canyon University, we believe in equal opportunity, and the American dream starts with purpose. Whether your pursuit involves a bachelor's, master's, or doctoral degree, GCU's learning environments are designed for supportive networking and collaboration. With over 330 academic programs, GCU provides a path to help you fulfill your dreams. The pursuit to serve others is yours. Find your purpose at GCU. Private. Christian. Affordable. Visit gcu.edu. On September 9th, Letitia Stoke had her preliminary hearing, only she didn't feel like showing up. Legit didn't feel like showing up to it. No other reason. I mean, sure, she appeared on WebEx for, you know, a little brief moment. But then she didn't want to attend her preliminary hearing, so she didn't have to. Meanwhile, Gannon's family and loved ones had to sit and listen and watch the gruesome details. And Letitia got to hang out and hang back and not face anything. So in the preliminary, there were extra details. So today I'm gonna to go through the six vehicles that were involved, yep, there was six, in the investigation and also show how 11-year-old Gannon Stoke's body ended up in Florida. And the details are very damning for Letitia. On January 27th, Letitia was home alone with Gannon. Gannon's little sister was at school and Letitia's daughter, Harley, who was 17 at the time, was at work. Gannon's dad, Al Stoke, was away in Oklahoma on training for the National Guard. Now, the night before, there was a candle incident and Letitia accidentally recorded a video of Gannon. Well, she says it was accidental. And in it, Gannon was crying and Letitia was getting him in trouble. It was pretty awful. It was fairly late at night when this occurred, around 10.54 p.m. And I had wondered in my previous videos about this time because it was Sunday evening at around 11 p.m. And it was a school night. They would have been going to school the next day on the Monday. So here's what Letitia's statement was regarding the candle incident. I had every intention of covering up the fire that he started in protecting his feelings from what punished he thought he was going to get. That was our plan the next day was to rectify the situation so that his little heart could stop crying. I have the video because somehow my phone was recording and you can hear how sorry he was. I have the pictures after we return so please don't believe what these people are speculating. Note, Letitia said that she took a selfie in the truck when she got home later that afternoon. We'll get to that timeline in a minute. So Monday morning rolls around January 27th, the day that Gannon was reported uh, as a runaway. And Letitia sends a text very early in the morning at 4.37 a.m. to her new job at a school where she was hired as an assistant teacher. And she was fired, though, a few days later because, well, let's just say her resume had some discrepancies in it, a.k.a. she lied. She texts in and lies to the school and says that her father sorry, her stepfather got hit by a car and she won't be able to make it in that day. So then she contacts Gannon's school and lets them know that Gannon won't be in school that day. Then Letitia takes two pictures of Gannon lying in bed, one at 8.13 a.m. and the other at 8.17 a.m. One is taken from the doorway and the other one is taken from the foot of the bed. Now, viewers had questioned the purpose of these pictures and notable Gannon's Nintendo Switch is also in these pictures. Here enters vehicle number one, which is Al Stokes' red Nissan Frontier. 
At 10.16 a.m., Gannon and Letitia are seen coming out of the house, heading towards the truck, which is parked in the driveway. And besides the truck is Letitia's black Volkswagen Tiguan. Letitia leaves her phone at home that morning. And her phone was locked at 9.56 a.m., 20 minutes before leaving the house. Now, according to the neighbor and his surveillance footage, he says that Gannon looked drugged that morning walking to the vehicle. He looked sick and he could barely walk, is his words. And we do see Gannon walking towards the truck. He opens the door, something falls out, and he just kind of looks at it. It's almost as if you're looking down like that's a long way down to go pick something up. So he appeared to be drugged or sick and could barely walk, according to the neighbor, who has very good surveillance, he says, and very good audio. And it's our belief that something bad happened again in the night before, and that's why he had a hard time walking. So they hop in the truck. Gannon's not feeling well, and even Letitia says that he had a stomach ache. But she decides to drive, not to a doctor, not to a clinic, not to a hospital, but she goes to a Petco. And that's all the way up north, passing several Petcos along the way. So she goes to the northern Petco in Colorado Springs. She makes a purchase, and it's reported that she purchases three dog coats there. Now, Gannon's phone that morning texts Harley and says, Tisha left phone at home. If you need her, text me. And there's a two-hour gap where Letitia's whereabouts is unknown in that Nissan frontier from 11.22 a.m. until 1.22 p.m. when she is seen back at that Petco location again. But in between those hours at 12.06 p.m., Gannon's phone gets a message from his dad, Al. He says, hey, buddy. And the message, though, wasn't answered until 1.21 p.m., one minute before Letitia enters Petco again. She's seen on surveillance. Now, note, only Letitia's seen going into the Petco. So if Gannon's phone received a message from Al, why didn't Gannon answer him back? And at 1.21, the message read, can I play Zelda at least? And dad answers, not today. Now at 1.43 p.m., just a half an hour before Letitia arrives back home, Letitia searches again, can my parent find my cell phone if it's off? So Letitia arrives back at 2.19 p.m. She backs the truck up in the driveway. And in the affidavit, it states that she likely came home with Gannon. She enters or they enter the home at 2.22 p.m. Letitia unlocks her phone about a half an hour later at 2.45 p.m. Remember, she left the phone at home. Now, according to the affidavit, something happened between the time she got home and 3.15 p.m. when Gannon's sister arrived home from school. Letitia told Gannon's little sister that Gannon was sleeping in his bed and she's not to go see him and she sends her outside to go play. Now, according to the arrest affidavit again and the evidence, investigators believe that Gannon died in his bedroom and sometime that afternoon and Letitia took steps to cover it up. Then there's a lot of movement in that house according to the ADT security system records and a lot of opening and closing the back door, 10 times in fact, and the back door leads to the garage. Now from the preliminary hearing, it was revealed that Gannon was shot in the jaw, 
stabbed in the chest, and stabbed in the back. And he had 18 defensive wounds on his arms and hands. He was wrapped in two blankets. One was his shark printed comforter that was from his bed and also another blanket. And they also found a matching pillow which had two projectiles also in it. And he was then put in a brown suitcase that the family owned. Now at some point, Letitia puts her Tiguan in the garage and Gannon, who was inside of that suitcase, was placed in the trunk of Letitia's Tiguan. And a particle board, which was found later on in Douglas County, which is north of Colorado Springs, that board was found and matched the DNA from blood of Gannon. So Letitia placed the board in the trunk along with the suitcase. Note there was blood found in the Tiguan and the bumper of the Tiguan in various places. Now when asked about the blood, Letitia made a stupid excuse and said that Gannon cut his foot, put his foot up of the bumper while she bandaged it up and he was doing woodworking or some stupid lie like that. So then Harley gets off work at about 4.15 p.m. She gets home at about 4.42 p.m. She picks up Gannon's little sister and they head out in her Volkswagen Jetta, which is vehicle now number three. 10 minutes later, Letitia texts Harley and tells her to fetch her some baking soda, trash bags, and two things of carpet powder. And it was noted in the affidavit that Harley Hunt refused to speak to investigators. Now, Letitia has more time to clean up since she's home alone. And at some point, like I mentioned, Letitia moves her vehicle, the black Tiguan, which has been sitting in the driveway, and she moves it in the garage. Now, Harley was gone, I believe it was for about an hour. She comes back and Letitia starts her scrubbing marathon. And according to the info in the preliminary, Luminol showed that this carpet was scrubbed and it was scrubbed throughout areas in the house. Once the carpet was lifted in Gannon's room where the murder occurred or allegedly occurred, they were able to see blood that had seeped all the way through the carpet, the underlay, and right to the concrete. So then the 911 call takes place at around 6.55 p.m. She makes the call and I guess she's satisfied with her work and her cleanup job because she decides then to call in. But instead of calling 11-year-old Gannon in as missing, she was crafty and called him in as a runaway. Now, according to the details in the preliminary, they treat runaways more of a non-emergency, so it'll take some time to get to the house. Note, it was noted in the arrest affidavit that Letitia couldn't provide the names of any neighbor's houses where she went and asked or searched. And also notable, a neighbor stated that usually Letitia likes to chitter-chatter about her kids, yet she said nothing to this neighbor about Gannon being missing. So by 10.09 p.m., the authorities arrive at the house and they go in and search the house for a child who could be hiding. They check under beds, they look in closets, they look around the house, anywhere that a kid can hide. And then they head to the garage and Letitia's talking up a storm and chatting to the officers according to her body cam and even making jokes. The sergeant who was on scene uh, checked out the garage and did a little look 
with this flashlight and flashed it in the trunk of Letitia's car. Now on body cam in the preliminary, it was said that you could see a suitcase, but it wasn't opened and it wasn't checked. Now there was no mention of the Tiguan going anywhere that night. So Letitia had Gannon in the trunk of her car in a suitcase all night in that garage while everybody in the house was sleeping. So the next morning, Tuesday, January 28th, Letitia drives her Tiguan with Gannon in the back of it to the airport. It's time to pick up Gannon's dad, Al. Al left Oklahoma on emergency and flew back. In comes vehicle number four. Letitia gets out of the car and she goes to the rental place and rents a Kia Rio, the fourth vehicle in the investigation. She rents the Rio, picks up Al, and tells him that she's worried about putting any mileage on her Tiguan's lease, so she rented the car. She also tells him that the Tiguan is located at a school and not in the airport parking lot. So they drive home. And at 12.57 p.m., Letitia searches, can Nintendo find my Switch? And according to a neighbor, Letitia was outside that day with several neighbors and, quote, smiling, acting like she was at a barbecue and joined the company too relaxed. Later on that night, Letitia seemed to have an idea. She goes back to the airport to pick up her Tiguan. Now, back in the affidavit, it said that she only drove 71 miles on it. And it was also noted that they couldn't pick up any telematics from this vehicle either. So they don't know where she went that day. So now she goes for a drive with the Tiguan. And she goes from 7 p.m. to 11.30 p.m., which is four and a half hours long. She heads to a new subdivision called Falcon and drives around there for a bit. She puts her phone on airplane mode. And then she heads to a parking lot, stays there for about a half an hour. She drives north of Colorado Springs into Douglas County and she checks an area out and then she decides to put Gannon and the particle board and the suitcase. Now authorities found this particle board on February 15th in a search, but no sign of Gannon, only blood that matches his. She then does a whole bunch of driving again and ends up at Massage Envy. That's the place where her daughter Harley works. But Harley was actually at home at the time. So she tells Harley to meet her at Massage Envy to pick her up. And Harley was scheduled to work, it was said, the next morning there. Harley leaves the house at 10.30 p.m. And while Letitia was waiting for Harley to arrive, Letitia texts an investigator. At 10.45 p.m., she texts, What do you want from me? Because I have nothing. One of your very own leaked to me what you guys were doing. I did nothing and or am being set up. I'm not really even sure other that being told that by another blue with El Paso. I was told I couldn't go home to sleep. And on top of that, men were sent to a home with a minor female and she was forced to stay there not to even leave for food. Every conversation that said, even at this moment, I can hear inside. What do you want from me? Now remember, she also has that security system. So the ring doorbell, remember? So she's maybe able to hear things from the outside to inside. Now, something really interesting here, which is notable, Letitia and Harley don't arrive home until 1.30 a.m. 
So it's only 20 minutes by vehicle to get from the Stouk residence to Massage Envy. So Harley would get there before 11. And now they don't return for another two and a half hours. I wonder what they did and where they went. It's very interesting. And remember the Kia Rio is still at the airport. Leticia said she was worried about mileage when she talked to Elle, but apparently not that evening when she's gallivanting everywhere. Now, the next morning on Wednesday, January 29th, Harley has to work, so she gives Leticia a ride to the airport in her Jetta. Leticia returns her Kia at 9 a.m., which has been sitting in the airport parking lot since the night before. Now, as I said, authorities were unable to retrieve any information or data from the Rio. Then Leticia heads with Harley. They go to Massage Envy, and that's where Leticia's Tiguan has been sitting from the night before. And Leticia is then supposed to go that morning to the sheriff's office at 10 a.m., but there's a problem. She just dropped off the Kia Rio and needs to clean the back of her vehicle. So forget the sheriff's office. She decides to head to the car wash. And her Tiguan, I guess that's more important than going to find her stepson. So her Tiguan was seen on video at 11.30 a.m. at the car wash. She finally arrives at the sheriff's office at noon, and it's noted by authorities that her vehicle was wet and freshly cleaned. So she's interviewed, and Leticia brings a notebook with her. And it was noted in the affidavit that it's rather rare for someone to come in with a notebook after several, several, several interviews the officer has conducted. Now, Leticia asks for attorney that day because she said she needed help with some vocabulary and she stated her constitutional rights were violated. And that is the same day that Leticia brings up imaginary Aguardo. And she stuffs Kleenex down her pants so they can't use it for DNA. She fakes an anxiety attack. She's sent by ambulance to the hospital where she also could get an SA kit because she said that she was assaulted by imaginary Guardo. But then she refused the kit and she walked out of the hospital when someone, it says, came and picked her up. And then she was reunited with her daughter blocks away, according to the affidavit. So the Tiguan was seized that day by authorities and so was Harley's VW Jetta. And their phones were also seized as well. Now, remember how Harley went to the store to pick up items for Leticia, the, the carpet powder, etc., and she drove the Jetta? Well, the authorities, interestingly, found the receipt of that purchase in Leticia's car, which is interesting. Now, on Thursday, the next day, on January 30th, car number five enters the picture. Leticia's aunt rents a Nissan Altima, which Leticia drove because her vehicle has been seized and so has Harley's. Authorities put a tracker on that vehicle. And on Friday, January 31st, Leticia did an interview that day with Spencer Wilson. We've seen that interview. That's the one where we see Leticia's back turned to the camera and she has sunglasses on. The Ultima was there while Leticia did the interview, and so was Harley. Now, after the interview at around 4 p.m., Leticia goes on another little trek back north to Douglas County, where Gannon is. And Leticia now seems to have yet another plan. She picks up the suitcase from Douglas County and puts Gannon in the Nissan Ultima, but leaves the particle board there. Now it's been five days at this point since Gannon was killed. 
when detectives found the board, they figured out to check this location because the Tequan and the Ultima both visited the same spot. So it took them some time, but once they got the data, they figured out this area and then they found the board. Now, when she was doing the interview, she said she could no longer come home because Gannon's mom Landon was at the home. And so her and Harley were going to the store and buying underwear and things like that. So she had to stay somewhere else. So that also means that Gannon stayed overnight in that Ultima, potentially. Then the next day, here comes vehicle number six. The next day on February 1st, Letitia rents a budget van. She decided to flee Colorado Springs, but not without her 17-year-old, at the time, Harley, and that brown suitcase. So in the preliminary, it was noted that there were several pieces of evidence tying Letitia to the trek to Florida. Financial information, uh, plate information, toll booth information. Now on her trip, she decided about two hours into her, her trip to stop off and get a phone in Trinidad, Colorado. Now remember, her phone was seized, so she didn't have one. It takes 20 plus hours to get to Florida from Colorado Springs and it's approximately a 1,375 mile drive away. So after some driving on February 3rd at 11.46 p.m., a hotel booking was made at the Candlewood Suites. And just after midnight, they check in. And Letitia uses an address from South Carolina. She gets some shut-eye for about four hours and then decides to go 3.3 miles away and drop off the suitcase. Now Letitia's phone pinged at 4.15 a.m. near a bridge. It's the Escambia River Bridge. And it's a spot where little Gannon would be found in that suitcase, shot and stabbed and wrapped in blankets and found in the fetal position. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. A month after he died, he was found by construction workers. Now, at some point between February 4th and the 5th, and I'll have to lock down the time of it, Letitia changes her profile picture on Facebook to a video of Gannon waving goodbye and then jumping in the water. A disgusting, manipulative, evil maneuver by Letitia herself. So Letitia and Harley, who traveled in the same van, traveled on to Orlando, Florida, and then to South Carolina. Now, what was interesting in the preliminary is it mentioned Letitia leaving the hotel and traveling on, but it didn't mention that she came back. It mentioned she left the hotel, dropped the suitcase at 4.15 a.m., and then continued on to Orlando and then to South Carolina. So if that's the case, 
then guess who was on the bridge with Letitia? And you gotta wonder, if Harley didn't know what was going on, how do you explain that one? And how do you dump a suitcase without questions from her, right? Maybe there were, maybe there were several. Maybe Letitia told her a bunch of lies, we know Letitia lies, or maybe she told her to keep her mouth shut, but we don't know at this point. It's just, it was a shocking point in the preliminary knowing that Harley was with her mom in that van. And Harley has not been charged. It made it very clear in the arrest affidavit that she was not involved in Gannon's murder. One would wonder though, just how much she knew or maybe just observed. Did she observe Letitia acting weird or strange? And I wonder what kind of van it was. Was it a U-Haul type where the back was segregated or was it a minivan type deal? I'm unsure of that. Please let me know if you know that answer in the comments below or email me at itsacrimeandashame at gmail.com uh, with proof, of course, and a credible source. Supporting link. And I mentioned this in a live stream the other night, but 90 pounds of weight plus the pillow and two blankets and the suitcase and having to be thrown over a bridge, that's no easy feat. They said in the preliminary it was between 80 and 100 foot feet uh, of a drop as well. And you can see in this picture that she would have to throw it over the barrier. Now, Letitia was arrested on March 2nd before Gannon was found. Her preliminary hearing was only one day in duration and we will find out if her case goes to trial on September 23rd. The judge wanted to take his time on this. I'm very confident that it will go to trial and I'm very confident in Michael Allen, the district attorney. He has a pretty good resume and is pretty successful. I have full faith in him. I've said that for the last year and a half. What do you think? Let me know your thoughts below. Let me know what questions you're left with. I'm very curious. Please subscribe if you haven't done so already. Please like and please share. Thank you so much for watching. See you soon.